Hey listeners, it's time for another episode of the Novel Expressions Book Club. I'm Natalie, the youngest sister. I'm Jess, the middle sister. I'm Pam, the oldest sister. And I'm Nancy, their mom. Today, believe it or not, is our one year anniversary of this podcast. And what a year it has been to start a podcast. We, I think we recorded one or two episodes in person before lockdown um, and everything else has been virtual and we're still virtual today. So um, I can't believe we've made it a year. It's so exciting. And in honor of this one year anniversary of this podcast, we are going a little rogue. We're going to be discussing the Firefly Lane series on Netflix. Season one, we say optimistically in the hopes that there will be additional seasons in the future. Um, But we're going to be talking about that in part because we've read and discussed the Firefly Lane uh, and Fly Away books uh, as episodes previously. Um, so we're really excited to talk about how they've adapted it into a show. So um, for the majority of this this episode and the following episode, it's going to be a two-parter because we have so much to sh- say, which I know is shocking. Um, we're going to start with some general thoughts. I know I said a lot of SH words there. It's really tough. We're going to start with some general thoughts, and then we're going to go episode by episode. So if you're listening, you haven't quite yet finished the series. This episode will cover some general thoughts as well as episodes one through three. And then part two, if you want to listen in for episodes four through 10, um, that's where you can hear our thoughts on those. So let's get started. Before you do, I have to say, I thought about it today. I thought, wow, a year ago, you know, we were kicking things off and we thought, we should probably do them in person. It'll be so much easier if we can get together and do our talks because then we can, you know, see each other and there won't be a delay. And so we did a couple in person. Then it was like, well, we're going to have to do, you know, a couple virtually. Mm -hmm. And here we are, like you said, I think we did two, maybe three total in person. So, all right, let's, uh, like you said, let's kick off the general notes. And I think that what I'm going to say, so many people are going to agree with, I want Kate's house. Amen. And you mean adult Kate? Yes. Oh, <laughs> good point. Good point. Was so no, that goes without saying. I mean, you know, Firefly Lane was cute, but oh my, on the island, that house is incredible. And Natalie, you actually looked it up. Yeah, so I saw, um, because there's all kinds of things in my Google feed now about the series, and I saw that it actually is available to rent on Airbnb. It's not as expensive as you would think. I feel like it was only like some number of hundred dollars a night, which for I I think it's like five seventy eight a night. Yeah, but even still, it was like it's like eight bedrooms, twelve bathrooms. Like it's a big, big house, and it's in it's in Vancouver. So expensive area. So actually not in Seattle, just spoiler alert, but. Yeah, I thought that was cool though, that they would use, uh, because that's what they do, right? They use whatever's convenient. And really, what did Johnny and Kate and Mara need with an eight bedroom house? I have so much space. And that pool, oh my gosh, look out, looking over. It was just so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the chairs by the pool. Like oh, that no. huge one that like three people could fit in. Right. I want one of those. That Kate and, and Tully sit in together. 
Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I love that they kept that aspect of, yes. you know, it was a little yeah. different than how they did it in the book, but I, I just really liked that they still included that in the series. Yeah. In the book, I imagined it as being a little bit less, it was, it was more like homey in the book to me. And this was just breathtakingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it still did feel, I feel like inside it's, yeah. there were homey elements to it. So Correct. that was good. I pictured the chairs just kind of like right out on the deck mm-hmm. in the book. You know, I didn't think of it like they took a little hike right in the chairs, you know, but still what an incredible place to sit and look out, you know, for sure. just really cool that they kept that. Yes. Um, one thing I'm glad that they didn't keep at least so far is that Kate didn't have cancer and doesn't like, as far as we know, at least die, which I very much appreciated. And I know we're going to talk about how much we love Kate. So I was very happy about that. Well, being the history person, one of the things I love so much were the fashions. First of all, I grew up during the 70s, which I thought was one of the best times ever for fashion. Good old bell bottoms and uh, halter tops and our belly no showing and no bra, exactly. But I got to say, the 80s were hideous. I mean, I thought they portrayed them very well on the series. But I looked at those and I thought, oh my gosh, we wore stuff like that. Of course, I was pregnant a lot during the 80s. So I wore a lot of maternity clothes during the 80s. Well, those were really cute in the series too. (laughs) Oh yeah. But hideous clothes, hideous. I thought that was actually really cool how they did that. I was wondering how in the series they were going to portray the different time periods because in the book, it's done by chapter. But the way that they would zoom out of a scene from a certain era and zoom into another and it would be somehow connected, whether it was the object or what they were doing, and it just transitioned so seamlessly. I thought that was so cool. Yes. Yeah, like like the pregnancy episode, right? Where like um, you find out Tully's pregnant and Kate's pregnant and, you know, Mara, Mara's born. I shouldn't say Mara. It's now officially Mara. Um, <laughs> like it was all about being pregnant and it was just really cool how they did stuff like that. Or Tully's so, birthday episode. Right. And sometimes they were like big important kind of segues. And sometimes they were so funny, just like this one random one. There's a transition where Bud in the 70s, yeah, Bud is sitting and watching a football game and eating a hot dog and like making Kate change the channel and stuff, you know? And then it's like this transition to Max eating a hot dog, walking with Tully. So those were like random, but still connected in a lot of ways. Yeah. And then there were some that, like the baby one, that was much more poignant and, you know, just special. Yeah. The period one. For sure. The art exhibit. Oh, oh my gosh. (laughs) That was, what? Like, are there really art shows like that? Well, and how excited Mutt was about, like, he was so jazzed about it. It was hilarious. Yeah. I want to be a woman for a day. (laughs) (laughs) No, you don't. You're right. So here's another thought. We're talking about time periods and things. Um, Okay. I'm just going to say, I didn't think they did a great job of making characters look old, certain characters look older. For example, I thought Margie and Cloud looked weird Mm -hmm. in their 2003 
Like, I didn't think they did a good job of aging the two of them from like a middle-aged person to an older person, right? Mm-hmm. Well, sorry, I'm, I don't mean anything by that. Um, <laughs> I thought they kind of looked like they were maybe wearing a mask or something. Like, it didn't seem yeah. like it was actually their face. And they were like powdery kind of? Yeah, I thought clouds was especially scary. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. However, the other situations, I mean, taking... Kate and Tully from the 80s to 2003. Excellent. And then I was super impressed with the teen versions of Kate, Tully, and Sean and how they, I mean, okay, maybe they didn't look exactly like them, but we all know people do change as they age, but their mannerisms and stuff. Okay. Tully flicking people off. Mm -hmm. The teenage Tully flicked people off just like the adult Tully. Kate dancing. (laughs) There were times I was laughing so hard because her, the dance moves that the teenager would do were so similar to the dance moves the adult would do. So that was really cool. It made me wonder, did they spend a lot of time together, you know, Mm -hmm. to nail that? It was impressive for sure. You know, I really loved the teenage Tully. I really, really loved her. I understood the teenage Tully. I would say I liked the adult Tully less, but but I loved Kate in both of the time periods. I loved her in the 70s and I loved her in the 80s and I loved her later on. And you know, I didn't put this down as one of the general notes, but I just thought of it. I think that we need to give a character to her glasses because her glasses, Kate's glasses (laughs) were extremely prominent in this series and I mean she was always pushing them up or or Tully was pushing them up for her somebody was they were almost like a separate character every time I saw her in the 70s it made me think of my first pair of glasses and how ginormous they were and they were totally in style then looking back it's ridiculous it's ridiculous but you're right absolutely right they weren't even as big as hers no, they were. No, yours were much <laughs> I, smaller. I, I did think of you too, Jess. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Mom, you're right. That's another mannerism that I noticed. The way they would push up their glasses, they mm-hmm. did that very similarly. It was so yep. cool. Well, I agree. I also really liked Kate and Tully as teens and then how they aged them. And we talked about like how Cloud looked super weird, but not only did Cloud look weird as older Cloud, I didn't like... I really liked Cloud in the second book in Fly Away, and I liked that we saw her story, and I liked that she kind of redeemed herself and turned her life around and became, you know, whatever. I did not like what they did with her in this book where she was still hippy-dippy, super, like, weird, and just, I don't know, she just didn't feel, like, as authentically invested in Tully as her mother in this one as she did in the second book in the actual book. So, but we also don't know if there's going to be another season. Maybe, but I just don't know how they're going to take her from this to how she ended up in the actual books. I just Mm -hmm. don't see that being a possibility at this point. Mm -hmm. Maybe You're right with, so with the whole scene where Tully has her miscarriage and she comes and stays, it doesn't feel like the same cloud slash Dorothy as it did in the book. Just it's not quite as motherly as she eventually became. Yeah. I also really did not like what they did with Margie's story. I remember feeling in the book, like obviously she had some struggles, you know, with not fulfilling her dreams and wasn't always perfectly happy, but 
she, at least as far as we know, stayed true to her husband. And I really did not like that they had her having an affair and, you know, him finding out and saying that she needed a pick. And I just felt like it took away from her character a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That and, bugged me too. And for the, and for tell or for Kate to find out about it, to mm -hmm. know about it. Cause she saw it was awkward. And then for Kate to kind of do the same thing. I just don't really feel like that's believable because she was so upset about it. And then why would she go and have an emotional affair on Johnny? And also why would she ever have an emotional affair on Johnny full stop? But <laughs> right. <laughs> As, no, especially with Travis, he was nowhere near. I know. I mean, he was a nice guy, but he was yeah. nice. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, if if Johnny wasn't emotionally available to her, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not making a an argument for having an affair, not by any stretch of the <laughs> imagination. But I'm just saying because he was so invested in being a reporter overseas, you know, in the fighting. I think he may have become less emotionally available. Not to mention the fact that the of the awkward and somewhat unhealthy relationship he had with Tully. Yeah. Fair. Which was like the book. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that was definitely there in the book. Definitely. They didn't yeah. they didn't change that. That's correct. Yeah. But yeah, I, you know, in the book, I loved Margie. And mm -hmm. didn't really care about Bud that much. Like, he was just kind of like a background mm -hmm. character. Like, remember the first episode? I wasn't even sure he had a name. Right. <laughs> right. right. When, we, when we read Firefly Lane. Yeah. But in this, while I'm, I'm happy that he was a good dad and that he and Kate had a relationship, I felt like that kind of was played up a little bit more. You yes. know what I mean? The way they do the telescope together and stuff like that. And so that was definitely different from the book so mm -hmm. except for um when bud bought margie a vacuum um <laughs> i did notice that margie had a very different reaction to receiving a vacuum than our mother did when she yeah. received a vacuum at christmas one year and launched across the couch out of excitement at her husband yeah. listen i had been pushing around a heavy kirby and i got an eight pound auric i was thrilled that my life was going to be a lot easier because of it <laughs> And I wanted it sure so badly. I always had that reaction to a household item. Uh, as a I think <laughs> that was the only one. <laughs> I definitely that was a good have. one. That right. was a good that one. That was a good one. One check. Yeah. Very um, true. Well, I mentioned this earlier. I loved Kate in the series much more than I liked her in the book. She bugged me in the book. In the book, she was just too... Um, over involved in Mara's life and trying to be the perfect mom and trying to do everything perfectly and trying and trying and trying. And in doing that, she didn't take care of herself, which of course is why she ended up having the cancer grow so much because she wasn't paying attention to her own body. Um, and so I didn't like that about her in the book. I loved her in the series. I thought the Netflix series, she was exactly someone that I would enjoy being around not so much in the book. On the other hand, I liked the teenagers of both characters, but on the other hand, I think I liked Tully more in the book as an adult than I did in the series. And I know you guys don't necessarily or may not necessarily agree with me, but I just felt like she was so selfish in the series. And even though it seemed like she cared about Kate, she was always calling Kate, it wasn't for Kate, it was for herself. When she was lonely, 
when she needed to be comforted, when she needed somebody, when she was bored, that's when she reached out to Kate. And that's what I just, I liked her much less in the, in the uh, series. And I, I agree with you about Kate or yeah, Kate, she annoyed me in the book because I felt like she was too passive. But I think now, don't get me wrong. I think Tully is still very selfish and she made some super stupid decisions in this TV series. But somehow I felt like she maybe was slightly nicer to Kate and paid more attention to Kate's wants and desires in the series than she did in the book. I felt like in the book, she she was totally oblivious to anything Kate wanted or needed, but it wasn't like that here. Yeah. Like some of the stuff with Mara, like she was like, you can't talk to her like that or, you know, that kind of stuff that I did you didn't like really that. see in the book. Mm-hmm. Or like the night she showed up when she was supposed to be at a movie premiere, but she knew Kate kind of needed her. And so she shows up, she takes her beautiful dress off, gives it to Kate. But so then what did she do at the dance? Well, I know. But she had those moments, I think, where she wanted to try. It, it's so hard with someone like that because while she drives us crazy, the whole time I would also think she's damaged. Mm-hmm. She's you know? I mean, damaged. what she went through, it's just hard. But you do want mm-hmm. her to grow up and, and care more. And mm-hmm. I do think she loves Kate, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and if you notice, she always talked about how she couldn't tell people she loved them. But Kate was the only person that she ever said, I love you to. And she did it several times throughout the series. Sure. Yep. I just, I'm just not sure that the love she had for her was a healthy love. I think it oh, was more sure. of a codependent kind of, I need you love. And that's not necessarily very healthy. The other person that I liked getting more of their backstory was Johnny. I, it seemed like in the book, there wasn't really much about him at all, but in this one, you kind of found out, you know, what his parents had done and then what it was like when he had traveled to the other country and what he was faced with. And it kind of fleshed him out a little bit more for me here. And I love him. (laughs) Yes. That first episode when he was introduced and she, oh, oh, wow. I think we got like a, uh, text from mom that I was thinking, who she's fanning her. <laughs> you know? I, I mean, when he walked in and I looked at him and I thought, oh, wow. Okay, but when he opened his mouth, were you like, oh. No, because I, you guys already talked about it. So I already was expecting the accent. Yeah. Yeah. So another character that I absolutely positively detested in the book was Mara. I thought Mara was the most unredeemable, spoiled, bratty. I would have slapped her face right off of her head in the book. I thought she was less detestable in the series. There were things about her that I went, okay, she's hurting because her mom and dad are splitting up. When she lost their dog, I thought that was, you know, precious. I thought there were things about her that were at least a little bit redeemable. So don't you think that's partly because of what they included? Probably, you know, yes. For example, yes. in the book, her parents weren't splitting up and she right. was a little B. So, right. you know, it may, it, it, you feel like no excuse, you know, right. she was just like you said, a spoiled brat. Kate's running around doing everything to make her happy. Whereas right. here you're like, okay. And also like with her friend's dad, you know, there's like some awkwardness yeah. Yeah. there. Um, real quick, uh, something I thought about during the series. Do you guys know what Mara means? 
Mm-mm. It means bitter. Oh, and I, thought of that. I was like, I wonder, I don't know, you know, but then in the series, they made it like she was named after Johnny's grandmother, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I just wonder sometimes about names. Oh, like, that's interesting. Do the authors think about things like that? I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Although like I sort of see where she's coming from, she was struggling with certain things. I still felt like she was a B in this and I did not like the way that she talked to her parents sometimes. Right. I agree. And the things that she just expected to happen because of who she was. She just annoyed me still. I think I feel a little bit more forgiving when they're teenagers, though. And for some reason, I like I hated less the series teenager than the book teenager. Mm -hmm. Well, I will say that one thing we got answered was how to say her name. Which I was right. Okay. I feel like Pam was the advocate for Mara, and you were like, oh, Pam says that I'm going to agree because I do everything no, Pam does. I definitely said I read it as Mara the whole time. <laughs> Pam you. said it, and you were like, oh, yeah, me too. I did that too. <laughs> Are you watching me, Natalie? I am watching Your you, superstar. Reaction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we got that answered. Um, also, not at all related to what I was just saying, but I'm going to say this anyway. Where were the twin boys? Right? That's all I have to say. We don't have to Yeah. I know. It was almost like they didn't know if it was going to work out to have them in this series, you know, as if it was too distracting or something. I don't know. Well, and I do think to your point about like, you liked Kate better. I think that that enabled her to be more likable because Maybe. like she had less kids to be juggling and worrying about and Mara's right. like more grown so she could have more of like her own life. I think mm-hmm. the twin boys would have made it a little bit harder to do that. Yeah, maybe. Very possible. Good point. Another choice that I really liked that they did in this series was to develop Kate's brother Sean way more. I like, I honestly don't really remember much about him at all from the book. He was such a small character, but here he takes such a big role. And I like the choices that they made that he was older, that he was gay and he was struggling with it and, you know, not telling his parents, not telling his sister and being in love with someone that eventually, who eventually dies. And then he, you know, all of those things, I just thought it was such a cool thing to develop for him. You know what I thought was odd though? He, you know, he had that boyfriend and that boyfriend Kate was madly in love with, but it seemed like the boyfriend also was interested in Kate. And, and I thought, I, was he just trying to be a nice big brother to her or was he interested in her too? Cause he eventually did get married, remember in the series. And that's why her brother decides to just go ahead and get married to a girl too, because that's what everybody expects him to do. And after the guy broke his heart, he just went ahead but I wondered about that. I thought that's kind of weird. I don't know. What do you guys think? I was also confused about that because what's his name? Sean's friend. Does anybody remember? Robbie. 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 Okay. So, and I've like, I watched the series like four times. What's wrong with me? But <laughs> Robbie makes a comment when he sees Sean as an adult of like, we were just young. Like we didn't have any other options. And so it just seemed like maybe he, they were, he just wanted to like explore with a man or a woman. He wasn't really discriminating. And then, or maybe so he likes ex- both. I don't know. For, for yeah. him, it, maybe it was just experimenting. For Sean, Whereas it was. For Sean, it was the way he felt. 
Okay, I so can see that. Yes, or mom, do you want to quote Robbie's exact words because it'd be more in your lane than mine? Anybody remember what he said? No. Uh. -uh. Something sex okay. related. So, so Sean says to him something like, "Um, you know, but this this is like what we do, kind of thing, you know." And he's like, "Yeah, when we were a couple of hard up kids, that's what he says." And, and I took it like you're saying, Natalie, like that they are, it was basically, that's what he said, but it, I took it like, um, he was just a hormonal mm -hmm. desiring something, you know? And, and, and so for, I think it was very different for Robbie than it was for Sean. Okay. Well that, that makes a whole lot more sense. Well, See, and also let's think about the fact that he didn't marry a woman because he thought that's what he was expected to do. No. He married a woman because she was pregnant. Right. So he oh, was right. obviously right. You know, Having sex so. with a woman. Right. <laughs> Wait a second. So how what? you get pregnant? That's how Don't tell Natalie. She doesn't know yet. I just mean that he was obviously experimenting <laughs> right. the other way. Right. Well, Absolutely. Right. Yeah. You know. I mean, whatever. You know. But I also think at least a little bit of him was the the other wasn't acceptable. And so in order to have a life that he felt like people could look at, I think he made that choice. And am I correct in that with Sean, it wasn't Robbie that he was upset about. He had met someone in the army. Yeah, or, or a Reynolds guy. And then right. that is the guy who died. And when that guy died, that's when he decided, I'm just going to need to get married to Judy. Correct. Except that I thought that Tully said to him, I thought you and Robbie would end up together. And he said, no, he got a girl pregnant and she's, and they got married. Well, right. That, that is true. But then after that is when he met this other guy that he fell in love with right. and he thought they were actually going to be together. Okay. And then the guy died. Well, and the guy dies. And I think that there's even maybe like a um, subtle. Is uh, HIV. Kind of it's, idea. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Oh, okay. 80s and that he had it. That's what right, I Right. Because they said something about him having some sort of cancer. Rare like, cancer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Right. And right. Right. Sean even makes a comment at one point and we could maybe find out what episode and talk about it where he says something about. Mm -hmm. the world and what's going on and how he's got to make a different decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He said he, he doesn't want to die. He makes that yeah, comment right. specifically. Yes. Yes. Yep. So I didn't like though, that they made him older because I think that you change the dynamics like that. You change a lot about the people. I think mm -hmm. it's different that Kate has a big brother than a little brother. So, yeah. but I did like Sean a lot. He was, I, yeah, I both did and didn't. I just felt like he was such a jerk to her he all was the mean. time. Yeah. yeah. Like even as an adult, just like mm -hmm. so petty, but I don't know. Um, one thing I noticed that was a filming mistake, which I love to try to catch these is, um, they should have obviously removed the address off the front of Tully's house, uh, in the seventies because she definitely tells Pat Richmond, her address is 17 Firefly Lane, but the front of the house says 25014. So. Gotcha. Yep. I noticed that too. And the first time I thought, wait, is she, cause remember how she has Pat pick her up kind of in front of Kate's house? Like she's mm -hmm. standing there like, and I thought, did she give him like someone else's address? And then I thought, no, they're right across the street from each right. other. They right. both live on Firefly Lane. And their house numbers wouldn't be that different. Right. You know, they wouldn't be four digits different. Right. Well, three digits. What? 
A bunch of digits. All back to our former conversation of doing math. <laughs> it's difficult. Um, the last thing I want to say as like a general note is all of the Carol tries it segments. Like I don't, do I just did, did this not, was it not as big of a thing in the book? Definitely it not wasn't a thing. thing. Was it a thing at all? Okay. Uh, I don't remember her at it all. It was just the fact that she was always trying to get Carol's job and Carol was very protective of her job. But right. beyond that, no. But it, those were pretty funny. Gosh, hilarious. So good. I thoroughly enjoyed them. And especially the one where Carol tries working out or aerobics or whatever. And I just the whole time was thinking of a first step video with Stormy Martian that we like love. I would still do that video if you had it today and I had a VHS player. Like I would get down on that with my like vacuum tube to do the different right. like workouts. And ladies, what do we say? E. Oh. oh. <laughs> I still do that if my face is feeling tight or if I've been smiling a lot. There you go. Smart. Like after this episode, morning. you'll have right. to do that. Right. I do have a concluding thing to mention for our general notes. Um, Natalie started the series before all of us and she put out like a, ooh, I won't, no spoilers, but they took liberties. They definitely took liberties. And if you're listening, hopefully that means you watched them. So you know how many liberties they took, but she made a cool comment. Do you, do you remember it, Natalie, about what you liked about it, even though they changed so much? No, I'm okay. sure it was insightful yeah, it was and this, amazing. This was, it was, it was incredible. You said, um, you know, they change it a lot, but it's kind of fun to see what's going to happen to these characters who we know, but their story is going to play out differently than what we expected. And so we kind of got to have two lives with them. You know, yeah. we lived through the book with them. And then this time we got to go a different direction in a lot of ways. Good point. Yeah. So You're see, welcome. it was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> you could put that on as a quote on our website if you want. Or, yeah. I should. I will. All right. On that insightful note, let's move into our episode by episode. So reminder listeners, we're going to go through episodes one through three, and then we'll wrap up for this, uh, this episode. A lot of episodes in that sentence. <laughs> so right now we're going to talk about the Netflix series episode one. Is what right. Mean. Correct. That's what I'm Very saying. Good. So, oh gosh, so many incredible scenes and, and I probably said incredible a lot the last minute but anyway so many great scenes in this series period but two of my favorites in episode one mom mentioned earlier when Johnny walks in and Kate sees him and it's like he's like glowing kind of and the music the music was so good all the time perfect songs for everything the slow-mo yes mm -hmm. yes and I fell in love with him with mm -hmm. Kate you know, I mean, he, it just was, and it was, it wasn't just how he looks. I mean, he's a handsome guy, but there's just, but that's how I felt about Johnny in the book too. Mm -hmm. Yes. So there's just something He kind of takes him. your breath away. Yeah. Just something well, about and it. Really his eighties hair was not his best look, but he's still <laughs> no. just like, I don't know. And it, the song, Nikki and the Corvettes, you're the one, it was just like perfect for that moment yeah. with the slow motion. And like, Kate's just like frozen, like watching. Oh, so good. And I would say that he rocked that hair and all of those weird sweaters. Yeah. Yeah. He had a lot of weird sweaters. <laughs> and then my other favorite scene is when they are at the, the bar dancing and, you know, she's, Kate's obviously got the hots for him. And so they're all like around this table and um, 
Tully's like, let's go dance, right? And they go out to dance and suddenly like Tully and, and um, Johnny are dancing and Kate's just like, I wish I could show what I'm doing right now, but just her awkwardness, I felt it with her. Like I mm -hmm. wanted it to hurry up and be over because I mm -hmm. felt awkward with her. Mm -hmm. It's just well done, well, good acting. Well, and then, you know, we talked about the parallels, you know, between different, uh, different time periods within the episode. And this is a good example where that happens to her in the 80s. And then, you know, they're at the fundraiser in 2003. And Kate starts dancing with her crush Travis, and she just has to stand there and watch it. And like, I'm, I was really proud of her for just like walking out and leaving and not telling Kelly. But I just was like, Oh, her poor little heart. And at the same time, you wanted to smack Tully's face. And Travis, frankly. Right, that's true. True. Yeah, right? He was so starstruck. I know. Well, and but it's so she had more years invested in her relationship with Tully, so I'm more mad at Tully. Well, yeah, especially because Tully had already done that to her once, right. knew how much it affected Kate, and then here she is liking this other guy, and you're going to do it to this guy too? Right. What the heck? Well, because Tully was about Tully. Yeah. What Tully needed. Tully needed all that affirmation, all that adulation, everybody paying attention to her. She needed everybody's love, even if it was shallow. Ladies, I think we have added psychologists slash psychiatrists to the repertoire. <laughs> I think you're right. Well, I've always had that. I just was letting it lie dormant for a while. So I love to laugh and um, anytime I can watch a show or read something that makes me laugh, I'm all about it. And Kate did that for me. I think mm -hmm. every single episode mm -hmm. I was writing down hilarious Kate moments. So real quick in this first episode, her interview with Kimber, oh my. <laughs> when Kimber is suggesting that she's kind of too old and she says like, I'm with it. I know. I, I, I'm my smate. I wish I could think of everything she said. But I know all the words to end a club. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you. That was the other one I was missing. Yes. So that cracked me up. Okay. We'll talk about Kimber later. I'm sure. Oh. Um, when she takes the casserole over and she's got the oven, missing, <laughs> she waves at top. And then, like, realized how dumb she was. It was like, why did I do that? <laughs> so many times she does that. She does something, and then as a teenager, as an adult, it's like, oh, why, do I, yeah. why would I do that? And you know what? I think Sarah Chalk's mannerisms for um, Kate were so beautiful. Like, when she was trying to make herself look presentable because she had she had gotten late to the interview, and, like, just how she was just trying to, and it didn't make any <laughs> difference. She wasn't fixing herself up at all. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Uh, also, when they're at the little store buying, she's getting Pepto Bismol and cigarettes for her mom, and then Telly tries to get it. And then when they're walking, and Pat Richmond comes up, she goes to say bye, and she waves with the. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then my fourth favorite in this episode is when she's in the lingerie section. <laughs> she's oh, like, that was my favorite. And then she picks up that, whatever that is. <laughs> that <laughs> whatever. Those are for my mom and I'll take these. Yes. All right. <laughs> that was a good one. I liked that one a lot. Okay, now I'm crying. Go ahead. No. <laughs> so good. 
I really think Kate is my favorite because she is just so real mm-hmm. and so awkward and and she realizes that she's awkward and she just accepts it. She's the best. She really And that's is. why I loved that's why I loved Tully so much as a teenager. Because that whole scene when she starts her period, and that's probably in a later episode. I don't remember what episode that's in, but when she has her period and she's got that white outfit on or whatever, I just thought how Tully handled that to protect her friend was so awesome. Yeah. It was indeed. Um, I have absolutely no segue to what else I want to talk about here since mom keeps going ahead in these episodes. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. If you've watched it more times, you would be well-versed in what happens in what episode. Some of us have a job. (laughs) All of us have a job. Whoa. Hmm. Who on this call has children under the age of 18? There you go. You should have just said some of us have a job and a one-year-old. All right. <laughs> All right. I should have um, said some of, us, some of us have a much longer list of shows we have to watch, too. That's what I said. <laughs> That's okay. really what it is. Until I <laughs> go to bed at 7.30. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Okay, so um, one of the things that I thought was really interesting about this first episode in particular is the whole secret of the fact that Kate and Johnny end up together. And I thought it was really, this is like such a random thing. I noticed it the multiple times that I watched it and I finally figured it out was when you see Mara's permission slip that she wanted Tully to sign for the birth control, it just says Mara. And I was like, why would she be turning in a permission slip when she only wrote her first name? Like that is so weird. And then I went, Oh, because they didn't want us to know their last name was Ryan. Cause then we would figure out that Kate and Johnny were together before they wanted us to know. Um, so I thought still a little bit weird, but I liked how they did it of like trying to build that suspense. If you hadn't read the book. I'm going to be honest with you. I have students who maybe don't even know how to spell their middle name or their siblings' names. So I'm not surprised that she forgot her last name on on an application. Quite scary. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, That was a really good catch because I think because I just knew they were going to be together, you know, and I'm sitting there going, no, 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 no. You're not getting divorced. No, you're not supposed to be getting divorced. Like that's not happening. You're you're married to Johnny. Like I didn't even I mean, I did notice their last name wasn't on it because I thought that's stupid. There's no way that's official. And you also why would Tully be able to sign it? Right, but right. I also just in my mind I knew they were married. But you're right, people who haven't read but are watching. Yeah. So the divorce was clearly a new thing um in this series. Kate's job because we know that in the book series, she didn't go to get a job like that. She wanted to write. Right. But so that was a whole new element that worked well. You know, it was, it was cool how they did it. Um, her relationship with Travis, the idea that she had an emotional affair and, and, you know, exchanged some flirty emails as Tully says, um, that was all new. Didn't like that. We talked about that. Um, Max and Tully, you know, in the book, Tully did have a guy like in London or something, right? right that came mm-hmm. in, but he didn't want any commitment. He just yeah. wanted to be able to come in and see her and have sex and leave. Yeah. Which in this book it, or in the series, it was actually Tully who was like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Max wanted to have a relationship. I liked him, but we'll get to him. I too, did I like him. 
And then Natalie mentioned the, that whole Planned Parenthood thing was a, a whole new element that nothing to do with. I mean, I felt like they played Mara as a little bit like older in this. I mean, not by age, but like the way she acted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought she was still a little bit more little girl mm-hmm. in the book than she Because in the there. book, a similar scene was the whole, like, going to that concert and saying that she would get the limo and all that kind of stuff without right. running it by the parents. That's kind of what this reminded me of. Mm-hmm. But this is, you're right, more for, like, a, an older teenager type of right. kid. Yep. Although, so I'm pretty sure she was, they referenced her being 14. Yeah, eighth grade. But if this was set in 2003, then that would make her born in 89. Ooh. So they did actually make her a year older. Okay. But they did say eighth grade because the whole thing, she, she wanted it because she was going to high school. And that Maybe was she like wasn't 14. Uh, I don't remember. Because when do you turn sure 14? Either. You're... No, you turn eighth grade year. Yeah. You turn eight, 14 your eighth grade year. Yeah. I mean, I turned in between eighth and ninth, but. And I right, turned most in ninth, kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. Most kids do in eighth. We're overachievers. Right. Um, hmm. Anyway. Anything else for episode one? Okay, let's talk I'll about refrain. episode two. Thanks. I'll refrain. All right, so episode two, I'll kick off with a funny Kate moment that I laughed so hard at the whole bathroom scene with Kimber's ugly little dog Mm -hmm. and the fact that uh, Kate had to be the one to express the dog's anal glands number one would be just disgusting but then number two that she was in the bathroom doing it and that handsome photographer Gideon walks in and sees the whole thing and she's just so awkward and tries to play it off and I was just cracking up the whole time Mm, it was good and I thought I will say well done to the show that she had printed directions because it's not like she could just be on her smartphone because she didn't have a smartphone back in 2003. So yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, that was good that they thought of that. Um, there were a lot of times where I wanted Kate to explain herself. You're right, Jess. She just like doesn't say and it's like, just say what you're doing. My boss is making me do this. And then was it right before that that Kimber had the email where her boyfriend broke up with her? Yes. That, that was so funny. She's like, when she had to read think, it out loud. What do you think this means? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kimber was a hoot. She was even a totally her name was a her name was so stupid. Kimber. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so any listeners named Kimber. All right. I just, it, it seemed right to me. It just oh, for sure. Like yeah. It's, it's like, she didn't her. like, her name was Kimberly, but that was too formal. But she didn't like Kim because that was too childish. So she goes, I think I'll be Kimber. <laughs> That's what it felt like to me. Maybe. That's probably right. Yeah. Okay. So as much as I love Johnny, I hated that when he got back from New York, yep. he went to Tully's apartment instead yep. of going to see Kate and Mara. That's one of those unhealthy things, I think, that in their relationship. I agree. Um, and I, I, this is one area where I felt like it doesn't quite line up for me, where he, he came in and was like, I don't have a wife. But then, like, in the next episode, like, they seem to have more of, like, an amicable relationship. I don't know. I just felt like there were some parts where I was like, 
would Johnny have actually said that to Tully at that moment? I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But I will also say, to Johnny's credit, at least when Tully did stupid stuff to Kate or to with Mara, he was like, what the heck? Like the whole birth control thing. And he was like, oh, come on, Tully, or whatever he said. Like, mm -hmm. that was good that he at least recognized how inappropriate she was being. Mm -hmm. And I know it might seem naive and maybe not possible, but I really would like them to get back together it, because I just, I think they're good together. And I felt like she waited so long to have him. So I'm hoping that season two brings good things. Let me ask you something. Would you rather have them be together and her still die of cancer or them be apart and her continue to live? Oh my God. <laughs> Would you rather? Oh, that's a tough I just, one. Because I think that they had to bring some element of like sad drama into the show. And maybe that's the one they chose. Well, because of, that one can have continual seasons where if you kill right. her off on the first season, it's over. Right. So I just, I'm just saying that might've been well, a trade-off for the That producers. brought sad drama to season one and then it can bring happy drama to season two and then get back <laughs> exactly. to that. Exactly. And then she dies, right? Let's submit right. our script for episode two. We'll start our screenwriting after this episode is uh, done. That is a great idea. I am agreeing for sure. My uh, notes just did this weird freak out thing for a second. So I was... Stalling. Did you throw card? I throw card. Yeah, I'm <laughs> gonna start using that. I am totally gonna start using that. Okay, so nothing to do with Johnny. Let's talk about a guy I don't like. Okay, yeah. Pat Richmond. Disgusting. I'm just gonna say this. Not only is he disgusting, but his actor, the guy who played Pat Richmond, really wasn't a great actor. However, those scenes were so well done. I I like wanted to skip through them quickly, like mm -hmm. in particular, the scene at the party. Oh, mm -hmm. and then every time they'd show that, like her lying on the ground, after you know, that was awful. Um, but he wasn't a very good actor, but those scenes were really good and really powerful. I do feel almost feel like his less than stellar acting just made it see made him feel like a one dimensional like pos loser boy like that you just is really easy to be like he's a d-bag kind of thing so mm -hmm. yeah, that's true that worked pos d-bag you're right 100 yeah so okay help me the whole i'm gonna run him over with my van not a that was new to this series <laughs> but i you gotta it. say that was great <laughs> <laughs> and he was so scared that was yeah. awesome it was and great i have thought about doing that at one time. <laughs> That's not at all surprising. <laughs> you oh can guess who I thought about doing it too, but I thought about that one time. I have a couple like guesses. For yeah. several weeks, maybe even months, <laughs> maybe even a whole year. Pre-meditated. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> one time it was your car, right, Pam? It, it was, no, no, no. <laughs> this was, oh, stop it. This was my van that I thought, because I figured I needed something big and heavy. Oh <laughs> we should move on ladies i think so indeed we should so um small comedic things in the series of which there were many a lot of which were kate um but one of my i don't know it just really stuck out to me in the second episode was when <coughs> tully talks about her self-control and then promptly does a line of coke 
<laughs> I just thought was really um, hilarious and appropriate. But I, was that whole table scene in the book? No, I don't remember that. Okay. I don't even remember there being, I, I remember that she did like prescription drugs, but I don't remember her doing a lot of like illegal drugs in the book. Did she? Yeah. I, I don't remember her referencing that. Yeah. And the prescription drugs didn't come until Fly Away. Right. right. Exactly. After which, she lost Kate. Yeah. I mean, I know that this series maybe did have something. I don't know. It's it's hard to tell if they're trying to do both books. But Well, and she did take some prescription drugs in this because remember then, she was rooting in Kate's medicine cabinet and just like sure. pick something out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She's starting early or whatever. However but the thing. Coke was not part of, but that was a part of the 80s and 90s. So I guess, you know, they wanted to make it authentic. Mm-hmm. She was so casual about it. Mm-hmm. As was everyone there. It wasn't, she wasn't the only one doing it. Right. So last scene of this particular episode freaked a lot of us out, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Because you have this last scene where Kate and Mara are dressed in black for a funeral and some things that are said that you think, oh my gosh, Tully died. You know? Well, and because- so you're thinking, how is that possible? How could she die? Right. Isn't this right. the one where she says Tully would know would have known what to do about being at the funeral? And I'm thinking, what? They killed her off? Right. It's either that or it might even be, I remember Mara saying, like, I miss her. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. You know, so any of those, there were references throughout different episodes that you're just like, oh my gosh. So that was And a then you and then you see her at the funeral and you're like, Phew. Yes. But not, not till her. later. I know. Yeah, right? But when you finally do, you're like, okay, it's not her. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think that was a good um, setup for later, um, which ultimately is a setup, in my opinion, for season two. But we'll talk about mm-hmm. what we mm-hmm. think that's going to be uh, in a later that episode. Is, yeah both in a later episode from the series and a later episode of this podcast, just to be clear. (laughs) So many episodes. Okay, episode three from the series. Gotta give you some more hilarious Kate moments. (laughs) She she and Tully are going to get this story. And so they they get it all planned out and they sit down in front of them. And and Kate says to Johnny, I I felt like I was channeling you, like you were inside me. (laughs) Awkward! Because that's exactly what she wants. <laughs> so I love that. Oh, also, and he just looks at her like, did you hear what you just said? <laughs> Hello. And then she's like, oh, crap. Yeah. What did I just say? That? She was so, Sarah Chalk was so good at being awkward. She yeah. was. Oh, so good. Um, okay, Kate at the school dance when they're going to go put barely hair. What's the stuff called? Nair or barely there, Nair barely there, whichever it was. When they're going to put it on Pat Richmond's head and mm-hmm. kick him in the balls, and you it know. really is called B- Nair, but I don't think they could use the brand name, so they probably said barely there. Ah. Okay, yeah. So anyway, she's dancing, and it's hilarious how she dances, but also again, so similar to the way the adult Kate danced mm-hmm. in the '80s and in 2003. So that was cracking me up, and then Kate making out with Gideon. And how she's like so disturbed that she's sweaty and just like, I'm sorry, it just feels like I have water like 
running down my back and she's trying to get a hair tie. And then that she has a hickey and Johnny sees it. And she's like, oh my gosh, that's so tacky. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, she cracks uh, me up. That whole scene was like, in. good for her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but no, because you have Johnny, but sure. But the whole scene with Gideon for me was like super awkward where he was like, I have a condom. And I was just like, did that happen? Is that real? I I guess I've never dated like that where that would be a thing that someone would say to me casually. It made me feel strange. And prior to that, in the the restaurant, did you guys kind of feel like that was an upscale restaurant? Yeah. And then they're dancing on the tables. I know. I also have questions about that. Yeah. But, like, they were not the only ones. It was, like, just the party got started. Yeah, basically, yeah. That was funny. Um, also, in that episode, and right before she left to go to the restaurant, bird nesting. Mm-hmm. Had you guys heard of that before? No. I thought that was an interesting idea, that you keep the kids at the family home, and the parents rotate in and out. Right. Which actually is kind of smart. Yeah, it definitely is. Well, it was either Jess or Natalie, correct me, because I don't remember which one of you two, had a friend whose parents lived in the same house, but they were legally divorced. Mom lived on one side of the house, dad lived on the other, and the girl would just go across the hallway to her dad when he was when it was his visitation and across the hall to her mom when it was, they lived in like a ranch or something. That was 100% Jess's friend. Okay. And I was going to say, and the girl wasn't, she confided in Jess and she said, don't tell anyone because my parents don't want anyone to know. And then Jess told me about it. But like Jess doesn't remember anybody she went to high school with. So, and I'm just going to say, I'm a horrible friend because that entire story, zero recollection of any. Oh my gosh. Like oh, name five people you went to high school name, I'll tell you later. But um, I could probably do that if you gave me a few moments. <laughs> right. But I'm not going to name them right now. No, I don't um, mean no, but I mean like <laughs> I could at least write down five names, first and last of people I went to high school with. Okay, so could I actually. And I will tell you that here's here's a way that you might know who I'm talking about, Jess. She got in trouble at the high school because she wore a pair of pants that had open like grommets all the way down both sides of her pant legs so like she um, barely had any pants on every girl in my grade oh <laughs> <laughs> besides me okay all right I'll the early 2000s this. were not good fashion wise and like, speaking of every girl in your grade um is that why you could name five people because there were like five other jessicas <laughs> Jessica right. A and Jessica N. <laughs> so true. That's my bad. That's so right. this, I love my when name. was the when was the um most recent airing? Like I mean when in modern the most modern time in the story. Was that two thousand three? No, two thousand five technically. Well, five. Yeah. Okay. So I looked up bird nesting as far as divorce, and it doesn't even start talking about it until 2013. Mm. So that might be a little. They were ahead of the time. Help me think. What would be 2005? The funeral. It was the two years later. Okay. Oh, right. It said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Mara had her learner's permit. Right, right. Because right. I was thinking of um, New Year's Eve 2003 when Kate and Tully are out 
toasting and the phones ringing in the house. Right. Yeah. But we'll get to that, of course. But one of the things that was hilarious with the whole bird nesting thing, even if they were far ahead of their time, um, was Kate's nervousness about leaving Mara with Johnny. Like, first of all, Mara is old enough probably to like even, you know, be by herself for a few hours. But Kate is so nervous about Johnny staying with her. And I can totally relate to that. Having a one-year-old, like, I know my husband can take care of her, of course, but I'm still just like, okay, do you know what to feed her? Like, do you have food ready for her? And like her just like being so worried about it and then like overpacking, like I might get a wound, so I need a Band-Aid. <laughs> and then being so annoyed with him for calling about the antibiotics and come to find out she had them in her purse the whole time because she overpacked. <laughs> right. <laughs> so good that yes that was funny um I should have mentioned this earlier since I brought up the dance um because this was something that stuck out to me and this is a terrible segue I'm sorry but I don't want to forget um mom maybe you can answer this question is this legit how they decorated stuff in the 70s they covered everything in foil I don't remember anything like that no did you guys notice that Mm -mm. yeah I I can't say that that was that was anything we did. Mm-mm. So at the dance, when they're walking around, you know, doing their lap, looking for, and by the way, it was kind of a underpopulated dance, but um, <laughs> didn't you think it's like they needed some more? Well, Snohomish is a small area. Maybe it was a small school. Maybe I was going to say, and maybe that's outside. why they used the aluminum foil. Maybe that was a regional thing that they did, because I don't remember <laughs> anything like that. That's true. But it was like covering the pillars. It was like covering. Just saying. Can you look that up? <laughs> and Sorry, the Pacific Northwest uses foil and <laughs> Southeast uses toilet paper to cover their dances. <laughs> Midwest so is mom, crepe paper. What did your school dances look like? Oh um, I don't Saran wrap. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't really no, remember. No, press and seal. That's right. <laughs> they didn't have press and seal, but that's right. I think we used a lot of balloons. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, okay. crepe, maybe crepe paper. I think we used crepe paper. <coughs> Not foil. Okay. okay. Anyway, that was just something that jumped out of me. I should have said it earlier when we were talking about her dancing at the dance. Oh, my. <laughs> All right. Anything else on episodes one through three? Well, I know we have a lot more to talk about, specifically seven more episodes, um, but I think we should pause the rest of this discussion for our next episode. (laughs) So until we read or watch or binge again. (laughs) 